0: From the hosts that brought you to Coding Westworld and Westworld the Recapables comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast uh, on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld season four in the Prestige TV podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld season four. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. Special day, special time. It is Tuesday, 11, not 12. And no longer two white hosts, there are two red hosts. Um, Burn to a crisp.
1: I think we have accomplished uh, something. I think I might have my first tan in about... A decade. I thought
0: you were going to say you just flash bike your entire <laughs> upper torso for the first I, time. We
1: were doing a comparison yeah, yeah, where bro, we lifted our shirts. And Spent, you haven't commented on the backwards hat today, by the way. I've got a was, whole look. I was I've caught got up a, by
0: the beaming red
1: face. <laughs> I've got a burned cherry blossom face and a deliciously backwards hat. Spent about 10 hours in the pool yesterday. It was right? a nice eight day. Eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, eight At hours. At one point, my
0: wife said, you got to put sun lotion on? No. Nah. And my response was... My I pool. mean we're, we're at my house in my pool I don't you, think you I can You commented burn.
1: that it was your pool Therefore the sun couldn't hurt you I'm gonna be honest I I don't know that that was a correct <laughs> stance Because woke up today a little tendy. Um, I was out in the sun earlier today It's a oh. fun fact when you have a, bed, a sunburn in this bed That even through clothing The sun's Measurable. hitting it yep. And I can feel it So I think we're good We're having fun We're having, we're having a, a, a good time. summer card podcast That's what this is
0: There it is Um. A little bit of a different mix to the show today. We're going to talk to national, like we've said before.
1: Mm.
0: We're going to do part one, I think. Okay. I think I'm going to focus on dealer stuff. If oh. you're set up to deal, how to deal with dealers that are there.
1: Dealing with the dealers that you dealing deal with.
0: Dealing with the dealers who make the deals uh-huh. when you're dealing. Next week, or maybe the week after, we have guests next week. Could be next week, though. We'll do part two Okay. as a buyer at the show. Like, what am I specifically Ooh. looking for in kind of like our goals although some of that will be mixed in today and we'll kind of give the details of the youtube segment we're going to roll out with the national
1: that i actually think is going to be kind of nice so that sounds great we get some releases get some other stuff are you doing I it? i have a really exciting release because i don't even know what it is i have we're doing an unboxing today we won't go through everything but i can at least uh, touch on what i got you recently want to open with that no let's do it wait, let's we'll just wait till we get to the pickup section Let's get let's hit the people with what they want to know, and that's the national. But before we do that, let's hit them with the rundown. I
0: think I already did it. I'm sorry.
1: You didn't say everything. Why would you actually no, you didn't. You just mentioned <laughs> what we're doing first. Holy I'm sneezing, damn. I'm yelling, I'm burning. It's a rough. Day. All right. The rundown, as Mike mentioned, we're doing prep for the national. Uh, we're going to pivot away from the national, uh, but we are going to include your, your questions as well. Cause a lot of you guys included a lot of nice, relevant mailbag uh, posts for that. We're going to touch on Otani, uh, releases a few news events that we think you guys will appreciate pickups, and then we'll hit the rest of your mailbag. Let's go ahead and head back up to do it. Why know. is it not doing it? Oh, the one time I actually get it right and the volume's down. Hit the button. Big picture. You know what, though? That was so worth it. I knew it. It I knew you would appreciate it. Uh, Prep for the national. Mike, how are we prepping?
0: Give me the specific dates, please. I keep saying the wrong dates. Oh. (laughs) The 27th, I believe, is Wednesday.
1: 27th is Wednesday. That's when it opens to the general public, yes. Um, To the general.
0: Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought Wednesday was VIP only.
1: Oh, well, I know it's open on Wednesday. I'll just double check real quick. So I know
0: our booth has to be set up by three o'clock Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We have a booth in the corporate area. We are sharing a. T- we have a 20 by 20 space. Whatnot has a 20 by 20 space. We're going to be.
1: Coincidence?
0: I think not. Together? Is that the word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Uh, yes, you are correct. VIPs enter on Wednesday at 3.30. General admission starts at four on Wednesday. So you can still get in. You get 30 minutes extra if you're a VIP. Oh, okay. So, so Wednesday night the 27th, Thursday the 28th, Friday the 29th. What's after the 29th?
0: Saturday the 30th, you're doing Sunday it. <laughs> as well. So that's kind of the general breakdown. Last week
1: of July. I, I think this is a good statement for every one of these card shows I've ever been to. It doesn't really matter that the card show opens at 9:30 the next day, except for you. People like yourself are there that early, but a lot of people like go out to these events and these dinners and all this stuff. And then they're like, I don't plan anything super early. So the fact is, you can get there whenever you want the ne- the day after because it opens at nine thirty.
0: Yeah. So I would say this. So just to kind of some general information. If you if this is your first time going, uh, I would say set aside as much time as possible. Mm-hmm. It is the most massive show you've ever thought of. I mean, well, let me ask you. You went for the first time last last yeah. year, right?
1: Yeah, that was my first national,
0: and that was the one in Chicago, which mm-hmm. I think is about, I think this is a, a little bit. Smaller than Chicago, a tiny bit. The and venue, I
1: believe. Looking at the where our table space is, I was going to ask you: Is am I missing something? Because this looks about half that size, based no. on like how big the other one was. Because are, are there are more tables than what I'm seeing just on that. Oh, the, that is like not even a third. We're just in oh, the corporate area. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. I was like, why are there so few tables at this thing? Okay. I'm turning
0: the ta- Speaking of tables, I'm going to now turn them on you. Okay, do it. You were somebody who went last year who I really did. had no, no expectation going in. Correct. What? W- so what are some adjustments you're making into year two?
1: Uh, going into year two, um, here's the thing. I we didn't really have a whole lot planned last time. We just said we were going to go. We had a little table that we sat at and then we're just going to walk around if we had the chance. What we found out was that we don't have that luxury um, at these events just because we have uh, you guys, like we get to talk to you guys and we needed more of like a home base where guys could come and talk. So this year, I think that the plan is we will be at our base as much as possible just to record, yep. do interviews, have you guys come over and say, Hey, but um, as far as like from a dealer perspective, I don't think our, like my, my vantage point of what this year will be like versus last year has really changed. I think everybody's probably doing the same thing, except bigger in trying to draw more eyes, because that's, I think at this point you have to do something to differentiate yourself from all the other dealer tables out there.
0: Okay. So yeah, I I agree with all of that. In addition, let me just say this. If you've not been to the show before, it's crazy overwhelming. It is massive. You can find whatever you want there. In just about any genre, sports, non-sports, graded, raw, full-size memorabilia, pieces, whatever you want, it will be there. A ton of vintage as well. Mm -hmm. There's a whole breaking pavilion, which is like its own separate segment. There's a whole—so we are actually in the corporate wing. Do me a favor. See if you can pull up the actual overall map. Um, Yes. It's NSCC—National Sports Card Collective. It's NSCC.com, I believe. Oh, I got it pulled up
1: already. So Um, we're going to be in the
0: corporate area because there's a lot of the corporate, the B2B, business-to-business type of activity going on as well. One thing I would say, so I'm going to focus on the dealers today because I have set up to to sell at multiple nationals, three or four at least. I would say this. There's a couple just things that you should always do with this show that are going to just make your life as easy as it could possibly be. Oh, okay. First of all, to the best of your ability, everything should have a price tag on it.
1: Now, people who know me will laugh because I don't ever
0: price anything. I don't price and I won't price any of the stuff I have at our table because (laughs) we're honestly not there to sell stuff. Um, The majority of stuff that's there is like stuff we're going to give away or pieces like, hey, this is a really cool Brady piece, but I want to upgrade it. But for regular guys going to sell, price your stuff. People love to see pricing. It just makes it so much easier. Also, the foot traffic is unlike any other show where you're going to be so busy, you're not going to have time to comp everything without irritating people on the spot. Mm -hmm. Have pricing in mind. Another thing I think is crucial, be reasonable with your price. As much as the national is open to everybody and you'll get a ton of guys like Jesse last year, and we've already heard it from our audience, there's a ton of people going, never done it before. This is the first time. Yeah. By the way, Jesse just pulled up the map. That's this what I mean. This looks
1: bigger than last year, honestly. I th-
0: you know, Are it we might sure be... it's smaller? No. Is that us in the middle, by the way? Is that the corporate area right in the middle? Yeah, it's got to be because that's where all Ooh, the big I tables like are.
1: That. We have the biggest tables of everybody. That's cool. I mean, that's obviously a bigger table, but- these are all bigger than all these other ones. If I said to you, I will give you X amount of dollars. What do you want me to do? To just I'll do it. wreck that. <laughs> no, never mind. Um, yeah, this place
0: is massive, by the way. Good grief.
1: Is this all one level? Like, they have got stairs over here. I wonder. I don't have to go upstairs each day, do I? Jesse, don't do No stairs. one told me about stairs. Um, so, have
0: your stuff priced. Have your stuff priced competitively. Those are a couple of just baseline things for sure. Okay. And this applies not only to dealers who are setting up, but also if you are going there with the intent, like a, a ton of people are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not set up, but I'm bringing stuff to sell, have pricing in mind. If you're a dealer, be reasonable. Even if you're, even if reasonable is 10 to 20% over comp to start, be reasonable. When people see things that are 50% or double comps, yeah. it turns a lot of guys off. And rightfully so. I would I would say the flip side of that is if you are a just a person walking around with stuff in the bag that you want to sell. Mm-hmm. 80% is about the gold standard if you're selling to a dealer. You're probably not even going to get that because if I'm buying a card, I want to move it for a profit. I'm probably paying in the 70% range. So don't expect the world for your stuff if you're not set up. Like,
1: it's just not how it works. I would say this too, that some some people have appreciated your advice in the past. Uh, Jason Fisher from Mailbag purposely mentioned, I love the advice for judging a dealer pick a common card and ask him the price. If it's stupid high, just walk away. Just know that there are guys going to be out there doing that exact thing. So be be leery that if you price something way too high, they, we have a much, that's a difference. That's a big difference from last year to this year. You have a much more educated audience, I feel yep. like, because there's just been so much content put into this space, whether it's for fun or actually trying to educate people like we tried to do on- some episodes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Another thing I would say as a dealer, and and some guys are weird about this, be set up to accept any form of payment possible. You want to send me PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, cash in hand, be willing to accept trades. And honestly, take five minutes and have a nice little sign made up that advertises that we are buying, selling, trading. Little things like that just cut the barrier down from somebody having to awkwardly ask, are you guys buying? Mm -hmm. Just have a sign out that says it don't be one of these fools who is, well, no, I'm cash only. It's 2022. Everybody who is setting up as a dealer is probably paying tax the following year. Just accept it. Paying tax is a part of life. Hate to say it. That's the way it goes. So accept any form of payment. Cause I can't tell you the amount of people who reach out every single year, even after small shows every, every other week, by the way, man, I had a deal for this car. And the guy was like, no, I'm cash only. And all I had was Venmo. Cause yeah. I don't walk around with 10 grand cash which is reasonable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be walking around Atlantic city with 10. So be set up to accept any form of payment possible. Um, Another thing back in the day, and this is a little bit older school. And I was like this for a long time. I'm just selling I'll buy and I'll sell. I don't really want to get into the trading thing. I think nowadays trade is probably the most popular currency. We've heard that from other guys in the past as well. You know, the overall sentiment is, Hey, I bought this car at the height six months or a year ago. I'm upside down. in it. I don't want to just sell it off at a 40% discount but I would trade it for something else that I want. Cause at least if I'm trading, I'm still in the game. Huh. I'm not, they don't view it as losing money. I mean, so, it's
1: interesting you say that. Cause I would have said it would be the more popular version. If I'm a buyer, like, I don't want to give you money, but I'll trade you something. But if I'm a seller, I want cash. I don't want to trade. That's and, what and, I would have thought. And some
0: guys will say, I, I, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of dealers like to, no, no, just sell. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I could sell a card for 200 bucks. Or what if I get back a hundred dollars cash and a card that's worth 125? Yeah. I'm going to give you the 80% for the card. I'm going to make a, so I just think be reasonable with that. And then my other thing now break this down from the, from the customers or from the, you know, just the attendee to the dealer side. Don't be afraid to ask every single table. Hey, are you guys, if you're going there to sell cards as an attendee, as an attendee, just ask, everybody is looking to buy. It's funny. I think like adults have more of a fear of doing that. Kids, Kids have, have no, no problem. Kids will push people out of the way exactly. now, which is great. <laughs> and as a dealer, like same thing. Again, just advertise it. Tell people you're buying. Last last note for from a dealer spec, uh, standpoint. And this, to me, quite frankly, is the most important. Be friendly, please.
1: Yeah, personality. I know some of you guys huge. are
0: absolute trolls who live in your parents' basement <laughs> for four days out of the most year. Most of you aren't,
1: though. We love you.
0: Fine. For, for four days, just pretend you have a personality of any kind and just be nice. You don't have to be overly pushy, right? This is a ba- hey, can I help you find anything? Because right off the bat, Jesse's going to tell you, yeah, I'm looking for celebrity cards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you I'm looking for mice. like, just be involved. So many guys just stand back and don't want to say anything because they don't want to be. It is the easiest thing in the world to do. A brief greeting, a hello, that's it. We're good. Like you don't need to go much further than that. But I think that is like some of the simplest things. Um, I know we had a couple other questions. Oh, by the way, yeah, Jesse's got this map up right now. Can, uh, let's. Can we post pictures of this on Instagram today too?
1: Yeah, I don't see why not. We can use it for the post when the thing this goes. This is off. massive. It's going to be hard. I don't even know if we could include it all because, like, <laughs> to cl- include this in a picture, you'd have to zoom in so far How to many- actually see anything. Okay, hang on. So the ten by fifteen tables. There's six hundred. There's a total right? of 648 tables. I don't know what that Wait was. Wait a minute, that's got to gotta be small. Yeah, that, that can't be right. I, I guarantee so? it was,
0: Yeah, because like I thought Chicago was 1,500. Maybe not. That's a lot I mean, of tables.
1: Looking at this, I can't imagine Chicago was more than like three times or four times whatever that just said. So, yeah, because this thing, looking at this table or at this map, guys, it's absolutely massive. So, by the way, our booth number, pull up our booth if you would is our name on this yeah they updated it
0: okay so we are in the corporate booth which is in the middle of the floor we're booth number is that 1441 1441 1441 um we're right next to whatnot yep right next to whatnot all the big stuff is around us blowout cards collectible upper deck collectible beckett they're all around us um so by the way pristine auctions there thanks for returning that dm feel free (laughs) to do that a week later fine um At our booth too, so here's a a bit of a mix. Obviously, we're not there to sell, so it's like, well, what are people in the corporate booth trying to do? You're gonna see a ton of like giveaways and just promotional stuff. We're gonna have a couple things like that. Obviously, we'll have the swag and all the giveaways for Card Shop Live and for Sports Cards Nonsense we're setting up together. Um, We're gonna have a podcasting area set up because we're gonna do a bunch of short interviews. We're also gonna have like kind of a table set up where you can come up and get advice at certain hours because we're gonna do live shows on the app. And it's gonna, hey, if you have a cool piece that you need help appraising, come on live. We're going to actually run some auctions. And this is kind of the idea me and Tam have been throwing around. Mm -hmm. I want to do some single auctions live, like on the app, like we normally would. But the caveat being, if you are live in the audience and win that card, Mm -hmm. because I want to see a bunch of people in front of the booth with our app using it. And we'll also have just QR codes with discount and free cash for the app, all that stuff as well. However, if you win an auctioned card and you are there live in person, you will also win a bonus prize. It's like, kinda like a way to incentivize like the crowd to get there. I so. like that.
1: And there's going to be Plinko. None of these spinning wheels anymore, people. We're updated. And I am Plinko. really, really pushing to get a, a small basketball hoop set up. I Jesse says one. no. I'm, I'm not say saying yes. no. I'm just, it's a space We're thing. We I would don't love to have one. Yep.
0: Again, sometimes you what f- 49% Whatnot
1: of- already has this space over here. Do they even need this table next to us? We here's, just give them a little. Here's my stuff. challenge. I've done this with Jesse in the past. I say day one, Jesse just sets up shop at the Whatnot studio. Just
0: sit there. If you can move him. If you are going to physically remove Jesse, you have at it. Do not touch sports, boy. I will tell you that. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm gentle, but okay, I'll Give me a aggressive. couple other of the mailbag things for the national.
1: So some of the, here's the thing about the mailbag things. Not a lot from the dealer perspective. So are you okay with that if you wanted to do a part two? We can do a few more today. Okay. I think next week, though, it'll be as a sell, as a buyer or as a
0: customer just going. That'll be our second focus.
1: Okay. Well, let me hit the first one. I forgot one more note. Oh. (sighs) As a dealer. Yes.
0: There are times people get this thought in their head. Matter of fact, you had this the first time you went to the national. I remember this specifically, and it's what triggered in my head too. Mm -hmm. Why would people waste time bringing all these dollar boxes to like this massive high end show? Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Why would I ask that? I will tell you. And and I thought the same thing though. I was like, yeah, it is kind of funny. Although I find myself at every show looking through Mm -hmm. the reason people bring the dollar boxes. And if you're a dealer, bring as many as you can physically transport, (gasps) you will sell more 50 cent to $10 cards. The volume you can move there is so unbelievably massive. It it will outshine all the big stuff you have.
1: It is funny. Yeah. Guys I agree. will
0: rip through. We talk to a ton of dealers at every show. Whenever we go, that's one of our focuses too. We always talk to dealers hey, what's actually moving? The most consistent and constant move one to $10 cards. If you can have those value boxes out, I, I know it takes up space and it's not a sexy thing to do because they're a dollar card. Mm-hmm. You will, you will absolutely crush it. If you have quality stuff in $1 boxes.
1: Um, I think, okay. I think too, is just, just the speed of things. Like I, if you're a busy table, if you notice that guys are coming around, I'm not saying like shove somebody off, but if you notice like someone's just asking a ton this is from a dealer perspective, if you oh notice boy. someone's, I don't, I don't like it, but it's, There've often been times where I'm like, oh, these guys are just chatting each other up and I'm standing here actually wanting to make a deal or try and buy something. Yep. And I'm like, try and be cognizant of what's going on around. You that just ties in them.
0: yeah, don't be a troll. Like yeah. if you have
1: customers there trying well, to I actually I don't think do it's people. a troll move for them to sure. talk to like right. somebody who comes up, but I do think like, hey, hey guy, hang on one second. Let me go check with this guy real quick, I agree. you know, and then go back to him if you need to. So If you
0: want to just Chit chat and hang out. That's what our booth is for. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. that's what we're doing at our booth. We're doing stuff like that. Not so much at sellers' booths.
1: Okay. Um, okay. So let's start with Tony Kid. As far as I like our national questions, uh, what is your guy's top five goals to accomplish while at the national card and non can be card or non card related? Do you have
0: anything that stood out to you? It didn't even have to be five. Anything like on your list specifically or not yet?
1: I want to make. I want to push the edge to where I make a scene in a good way, in a positive light, where I don't make anybody oh. offended by doing anything. I um I, I love these shows. I love doing stuff like this. Uh, You're one of my goals. Yeah. One of my goals is to just have fun with it and not stress out. Cause last year I was a little stressed with the fact that I'd never been there before. We were kind of in charge of all of our own social media. And I was more focused on the job. Was well, said so the HBO than, crew there. That yeah. Was HBO crews. We there. were in a tiny area, tiny, tiny area. wasn't even, we didn't even have anything with our name on it. People didn't know. Luckily people still found us, but it's just like, I want to go there and have fun. So my, my goal is to Yes, I will try and be prepared to grab content for later and you guys can all enjoy it. But at the same time, I want to schmooze and shake hands and kiss yep. babies and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's probably one of my biggest goals there. Uh, what Is about you, Michael? Should do that? Uh, kiss many babies. Yeah, that's like kind of I just I walk out on the sidewalk and people are just, ask, can you kiss my baby? And I'm like, OK, I guess one more six for the day. I don't know why I've got one of those faces. Gentle giant, they say. There's a lot of jokes that could be made. I'm not going to say any of them because, again, this is a program. I am a
0: father. This is a program where only positive thoughts (laughs) emanate from each other. Um, Okay, so I have a couple card and non-card goals. I have three specific card goals. Go. It's kind of one-on-one-A, one I guess, with the first one. I I really want to try to lock down and hammer out a ton of my 1990 Marvel SGC 10 set Mm -hmm. and my 2001 Sign of the Times football set. In-person buys— I don't know why I find it so much more satisfying to find set needs in yeah. person. By the way, pickup section later, I just landed the, the Joe Namath for my autograph set. You I'm already have that to, in there. Why are you
1: saying we're not into the done, pickup? Because it's fine. Okay. So,
0: so work on my set. Okay. Those are two. Um, the other card, uh, card goal I have, I, I want to upgrade, whether it be a Bird, a Bill Russell, or a Brady, or a Griffey. Those are my four main PC guys. Mm -hmm. I would like to take a card I have, add cash, add other cards, whatever, and upgrade one of them. Because that is one thing I do with the show. We'll have a showcase with cards out just so – because it's kind of a good talking piece even Mm -hmm. though we're in the corporate area. It's going to be almost just all stuff that I will not sell. I only bring it if I can upgrade it.
1: Just to be clear, when we're saying corporate area, it's not like it's sectioned off or anything. We're just in the center along yeah, right with in the everybody just else. So, the corporate if you're boots. walking through, you're going to find us more than likely.
0: Yeah, you'll yeah, you'll absolutely see us. But yeah, so those are my card goals. Um, normally I would say I would love to find a piece of memorabilia like I did last year. Mm-hmm. Did we? D- oh, we drove. That's why, because I got the Bill oh, Russell, Will Chamberlain the year before that. I got the big Griffey bat. I love memorabilia.
1: Oh, that's gonna be hard this year. If oh, I get
0: it, I'll have to ship it. That's we've got only.
1: people though, like. Sean and Tamara will be driving, I assume. So we could maybe and hand something off it. to them.
0: So maybe I mean that's another goal. Um, in terms of, I'll be honest with you, my I have other goals this year though, because I I think me and Jess are going there more set up at, with a business mind this time. Mm-hmm. I want to sign up a billion people for the app. I'd like to add a handful oh, of quality sellers. I should
1: have clarified. I'd also like yeah, that and too. I, you know, I, I mean, it goes <laughs> what i was saying,
0: but I'd like to really, and I really want to get some some we have a bunch already, but I want to get some more partnerships in line. Like guys, who are going to come over, not just, Hey, I'm coming over to sell. Here's my audience, but Hey, we want to come over and do this like a specific, like, Hey, there's this charity, which we'll have some of that Mm -hmm. news coming up pretty soon, which is pretty big. Or Hey, we can offer this service. I just think in person, it's a great way to kind of network that. And then I also,
1: well, and to, to that point, I was thinking like last year, I think that's kind of where we, solidified some relationships with, well, our agency with Octagon. And Jeremy with,
0: walked up, which was huge.
1: Yeah, that's when we kind of uh, more didn't, I think we talked to um, Center Stage a little bit, but that's when we kind of talked more about getting them on. Met and and Card Ladder in person. Card Ladder was there, yeah. But there was a lot of, like, that's kind of the beginning of many of the relationships we have now, so.
0: Yeah, I just, so that is another, I mean, again, and so that actually ties in with the YouTube series we're going to release shortly after mm-hmm. we have our film crew coming with us instead of it just being like hey here's the card i bought and you see us slamming on the hundred dollar bills we're going to do like a pre-show it, it's going to be kind of like doc not, i guess documentary is not the style how are we do- like
1: you know- I, I i think we don't need to over analyze how it's going to be it's just Fair. what the information will be will be kind of like a background of hey this is how deals get done Business deals. Business Again, deals. we're not
0: going to. We will have content focusing on car deals, but we are going there specifically. I feel like nobody in the space ever talks about the money side of it, the corporate deals they're making, how they prep for those meetings. I thought it'd be kind of. I, I say I thought Jason is the one who came up with the idea. Yeah, but I think it'd be kind of a cool idea to do that, like a behind the scenes on the actual prep of the business. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Other um, than that, I mean. I'm always, like, I always want to try to find stuff to buy. I do. I really enjoy the show. And then I want to meet, so I think last year we had the goal, like, hey, it'd be cool if we met a hundred people. I mean, oh. we had hundreds of shirts and they were gone by, like, day two. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a way to keep track. Maybe we can assign one of the interns a little counter. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome if we met a thousand fans. And we have a space this year. Last year, we literally were kind of, sh- it, we were just our buddy Adam corner. hooked us yeah. up, by the way, for free. Like, hey. But this year we have a space. We have a place to actually direct people and you can come there and you're not going to be standing on top of each other. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So I really am like, hey, this year we want to drive like, especially if you've got kids, we'll have a bunch of giveaway stuff. Like you can do a rip with one of us real quick. We'll have packs. We'll have a bunch of free sign up stuff for the app as well. So I do, I, I, I kind of want this year and especially, I'll just be honest with you, because we're set up next to Whatnot, that's a billion dollar company. I really want to just set up next to them. And I want the overall sentiment to be you know what? I can tell what not spent a lot more money in their setup than we did because they will. Yeah. But we had, we genuinely just had a good time messing with the guys from Card Shop Live.
1: And they didn't embarrass themselves or anything like that. That's, I Which ties like in with your goal, exactly. making it seem but <laughs> not
0: embarrassing. Yeah, because I, I think that's where we shine is in person. I agree. Um, I say we, I think that is where you and where the company. I get awkward in person, but as long as it's not a camera, I don't I'll be think okay. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're great when there's not a camera. You, you're you a killer people person. Do not undersell that. Um, you got one or two quick ones after this, and then we'll move on? Yeah, let me see. There was a couple things I was going to point out. And if not, out. we'll oh, hit them in mailbag. The, the National, as far as like, um, someone's question was, will attendance eclipse last year's? I was trying to pull up last year's. I really doubt it. Here's the thing. I saw this question too. Mm-hmm. Chicago is such a central
0: location and it's easy to get to. Yeah. To be honest, Atlantic city is not that easy to get to. It, first of all, you we cannot have to take get, a
1: rental car to get there after yeah. we fly in. We're
0: flying into Philly. Yeah. You gotta drive an hour. The other thing is it's a casino town. I think a lot of people are like, eh, do I really want to bring my kid there? Yeah, maybe exactly. not. And it is as far East practically as you can get. Yeah, it's, it's a big trip. Yeah. Chicago's very central. I, I've said this for a long time, dude. I know people think it's a hometown bias, Nashville would be the absolute best spot in the world for a national well, or for a major card show.
1: Yes. Just because just a logistics point of view. Yeah, like, alone. Realistically,
0: dude, it's, it's easy to get to. It's crazy cheap. There's a ton of new hotels and there's a brand new convention center. Yeah. We can be done. We can save the other ones if you want. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Let's move on. But right. that, there you go. And we will do part two kind of like the rest of it. If you're going there to, as a buyer, what to be on the lookout for
1: uh, Otani's stats for the year. Uh, I saw something yesterday that just said, the The best thing they could do at this point, the angels is just trade Otani and or trout just to help them because there's nothing else that that team I mean, can do for them. That team is garbage. I'm sorry. Like they had such a hot streak
0: to start the year at this point. They are, uh, let's see here. They're eight games. Nope. That's wrong. Seven games under 500. But after the start they had, it's pretty ridiculous. There's 16 games out of the, out of the lead. There was a stat on ESPN the other day though. And this is two or three days old. Um, Otani stats this month. So this was actually about a week old, I guess, Mm -hmm. because this was in for the month of June, 11 game hit streak career high eight RBIs on the 21st career high 13 strikeouts on the 22nd hardest hit home run of his career uh, in June Uh, 21 and two thirds consecutive scoreless innings and counting, which is the longest streak of his career and just a pretty good streak anyways. He had a pretty impressive June, despite the fact that he had such a slow start in the fact that, and the fact that the team is not winning. What are his numbers for the year though? I am interested because we're almost half. Well, actually I guess we are halfway. Um, right
1: about halfway. Actually, let me see. What do you want it? Which stats did you want? I mean, so as far as stats for the year,
0: the guy averages down 262, although I don't really care. I don't think most people do, but 18 home run 51 RBI. If the dude finishes the year with 35 home runs and a hundred RBI, while winning a bunch of games and having some ridiculous strikeouts. It, he's a phenomenon. Say what you want. The team is not winning a ton. The kid is impressive. Like it, it really, that's all it is at this point. He's just a, he's just a crazy talent. Like the Babe Ruth comparisons, I, I, I think is ridiculous. Ruth played a hundred years ago, but this kid is really good. He's a special talent. Like you just don't see guys who have the ability to be the best any given day on both sides of it, like hitting and pitching.
1: Do you, how long do you think that lasts for him? Like, one has to give know. out, right?
0: Yeah, I and mean, he's older anyways. How old is Otani? Isn't he like 27, 28 already?
1: How old is Otani? Hey, Google. How old Google is Otani? Uh, he is 28 years old.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's going to be a short run. Like, what, does he have another three to five years like this, maybe? I, as a hitter, obviously, quite a bit more. I would think as a dual threat, it's probably over before that. But, you but know, does we'll he, see. He doesn't
1: have any. He hasn't won any World Series, has he? Like the, no, Not that I know of. They don't even make the playoffs. Neither does Trout. I didn't know if he's been on the Angels this entire time. Has yes, he? he's okay. only been in
0: since 2018. Yeah, He oh, came over. Okay. He, he was big in the uh, Japanese League. And then there's still just some of the other guys this year who I think are ridiculous. Judge has 29 home runs. I mean, absolutely smashing the ball still. Uh, he's got 59 RBI. Pete Alonso still having a monster season. I think he just hit 70 RBI, again, before the All-Star break. Wow. It's pretty ridiculous. There is one other random guy, though. We got a mailbag question about him the other day. And then my brother Russ actually mentioned this guy, Luis Arias. He's a, I think he's a third year player for the twins. He's leading the league in batting average at 348. And he was like, Hey, you know, this guy's batting off the charts, crazy high average, but he's still really cheap. That kind of plays right into the narrative though of, I don't think anybody really cares about singles hitters. Like, unless you're a crazy, relevant player on a relevant team, mm-hmm. which A, he is not, and B, the Twins are not the most relevant team in the league by a long shot, I think he's a great talent. If you're starting a team and you want to build around a guy like that, or you want him on your team at least, he's good, that's fine. And, they're like, they're leading their division, but that is the reason. That's why some there are some stats, I just think— you have to be careful not all stats relate to the card world. People would rather have a guy hit 35 home runs and bat 190 yeah. than a guy bat 375 and have, have no home 16 home runs. Yeah. It just doesn't always equate. So you just have to be careful. I just thought he's a good example of that.
1: Um I have a, a question. Were you collecting it all back when like the the whole home run Chase with uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire was going on.
0: 1998. Almost got myself suspended from school.
1: Why? So when that
0: happened, I was in the seventh, sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. I think that's right. I graduated in 04. Six off. Yeah. Six off. Yeah. So sixth grade, I was, yeah, I was already collecting anyways. Me and me and Russ were way into it because in sixth grade, I would have been 11. Russ is seven years older. So he was in high school. So we were both hardcore collecting still what? every other weekend with my dad buying boxes, But when that happened, we started seeing the first ever spike that I ever saw. All of a sudden, Sammy Sosa cards were crazy.
1: Okay, that's what people
0: at school who did not care about cards at all Mm -hmm. wanted a Sammy Sosa card. Yeah, so I started just bringing Sammy Sosa cards that I knew were worth. 10 cents yeah. <laughs> and selling to people's school for a dollar or two.
1: Whoa. So I got, a in I got in trouble one time. You got in trouble for card specific? Things. I didn't think yeah, those stories was, were going to relate to each other.
0: Yeah, because I was selling cards and the teacher was like, you know, you can't be selling yeah. stuff. You're in tr- Don't do it I again. I was trying sell candy bars. Then I got in trouble because the principal, I don't know if he's still alive. Look this up. Okay. Mr. Cotralli. Heck oh, of a guy. Oh, God. Yeah. And John look him Greenleaf Woody of Middle School. <laughs> we were the poets. Sure. Good Tell you what, you ever the want to win- poets? John that Greenleaf, what was- do you? His birthplace is right around the corner from the school. You ever want to intimidate your opponents, though, in playing a middle school sport? Just let them know. We got <laughs> pens and we're not afraid to use them. Mighty, <laughs> mighty poets. Um, he calls me into his office one day after school, so you automatically you know you're in trouble. And he was like, hey, we got a couple phone calls from parents. hmm apparently you are selling like their kids are spending their lunch money buying your cards. <laughs> and I got, and he was like, if it happens, like," and he was actually a really nice guy. He was like, you know, you can't be selling on school grounds, whatever. But yeah, it was a crazy popular time then.
1: Wow. Okay. That's cool. That's what I was curious about. Cause it does seem like the, the complaint has always been that MLB is one of the least, uh, as far as what they do to promote, the the sport and promote anything that would bring more eyes and more hype to the sport that's why baseball quietly sanctioned steroid use back then because it was great for the sport (laughs) so i just wish like i wonder if they could do more like eh, granted you have to have a good player but if they could do more you would see guys who do have great rbis and maybe less home runs maybe they their their card prices would do better if we could get some kind of hype behind them
0: if you can't find a way to market the talent you have in the MLB right now, that is a major flaw on the part of baseball, yeah. not on the players. Otani is like a talent we've really never seen before. Soto is 13 years old and already has a World Series MVP and an MVP, and it's like unbelievable. Acuna is a great talent, Tatis, Vlad Jr. You have all these guys in place. Mm-hmm. Trout is a generational talent who baseball, non-baseball fans don't know. That's a stain against you. Like, why aren't you marketing your players better? Oh, yeah. But I always equate Sosa, Maguire are the 90s baseball version of of Magic and and jo- and Magic and Bird in the 80s. Like, Magic and Bird saved basketball. Made it cool. People started to care. There was that rivalry. 98, same thing, for sure. Sosa, Maguire saved it. So, um, there's a bunch of other standout guys, too. Like, Jordan Alvarez, real quick, having a killer year. And then I know I mention this guy all the time. And at this point, he's not even a good buy. I, I'm not going to – I can't say in a good conscience he's a good buy because <laughs> – I just don't know like what else he's supposed to do. Okay. So the Red Sox are I believe are first in the wild card standing right now. Devers is batting 327, 17 home runs and I want to say like 50 RBI. Let me see. 100 Okay, here you go. 104 hits all before the All-Star break by the way. 104 hits, 17 RBI, 46, excuse me, 17 home runs, 46 RBI, 57 runs. He's batting 327. And you he's know not a good He's a great player, but the level of hobby, just disinterest. Is that a word? Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. Can't somebody validate that. this. Uh, it's amazing to me. Like he has been consistently very good, if not great for the past handful of seasons. Mm-hmm. And you just don't hear anything about him in the hobby. It's it's kind of wild to me how
1: cheap he is. Well, to be fair, uh, he is overall cheap. I'm looking at like his PSA 10 2018 tops Chrome um, and it's doing $70 right now. But it is up like it was doing back in the beginning of June. It was doing like forty one dollars. So okay. it's not to say that he doesn't have it, His pricing is low overall, but it has gone up as far as your overall percentage. I mean, like his twenty
0: fifteen because we always talk about prospects like Bowman first right now. I mean, this is insane to me, by the way. It actually releases to the card letter story I was going to bring up later, which I can just share r- right now real quick. There's so, a card letter story. Well, card letter releases that thing. every. I think it's every week. Um, maybe it's even every day, the highest, like if cards hit all-time high sales. Oh, under their
1: feet, yes. So,
0: yeah, this was one. So, on July 2nd, a couple days ago, a, a trout, so 2013, not trout, Aaron Judge 2013, refractor autograph. So, it's numbered to 499 It's graded a 9 by Beckett, mm-hmm. established a new high when it sold for $2,300. Judge is having a great year. Good for him. A year ago, the card was eight fifty. dollars now it's 2,300 all time high and rightfully so having okay. a great season. Raphael Devers have an unbelievable season as well. Granted, not with just the home runs. So it's a little different. Mm-hmm. The same card of Devers from 2015 Bowman though, nine, five, refractor auto, yeah. $600. Like it just doesn't, I don't understand the Devers pricing. Like you can buy that card raw for a couple hundred bucks still. So he's a 2015 Bowman prospect guy. Um, Maybe that changes if they go on a deep run. I, I really don't know at this point. Though, Do you think the
1: fact that he is on the Yankees, which is just kind of like known for their talent over the years? like Sure. It doesn't hurt.
0: I mean, if you had to be on any market in baseball, yeah, I think the Yankees and the Dodgers are the two that probably move the needle more than anything.
1: Not the Red Sox. I would have said, Red, even without knowing you, you know I still though? would have thought Red Sox. No,
0: I can't huh. think of the last Red Sox player aside from prospecting, which is a totally
1: different world.
0: Ted Williams is crazy cheap. Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, like mm. all-time great hitters. Yeah, crazy cheap.
1: You know, Jimmy Fallon really didn't do enough in the movie Fever Pitch to promote that team. Like if he had done more, Drew
0: Barrymore's terrible. <sighs> I just Jeez, you'll she's never got that can...
1: lisp, and it just kind of throws me off.
0: After E.T., her whole career was just downhill for me.
1: <laughs> Should have just walked away. She was good in E.T. though. I'm fine. <laughs> fine.
0: Uh, you know, there are actually two other all-time high sales from Carlotta Real quick, 1939. I just mentioned him. Ted Williams, PSA three, mm-hmm. sixty-eight hundred dollars. A year ago at this time, it was 4,300. That is kind of interesting that despite the market being down, it's up that much for a, a fairly low grade. The other one on here that I thought was kind of neat, 1957 Hank Aaron. This is interesting to me too, because it's not a huge card. PSA 5 sold for 605 yesterday. Again, one year ago, June 30th, so a year and four days, mm-hmm. 360. 360. I'm actually glad Denton is putting together that baseball chart. Yeah, he is working on. That, I think that we yes, said? yeah. Because I I do think baseball vintage, although it's already high, it's like, I'm I'm gonna be curious to see that how that actually looks on a chart when we get that information.
1: I appreciate this, too, that Card Letter has kind of got – this is not a Card Letter promotion segment, by the way. They do care, sponsor us, but, yeah, I just we – we're talking a lot about them. But the, the the fact that they have now added so many more indexes into that section as far as, like, differentiating not only sports but all this stuff. And vintage is still – the besides hockey, hockey is actually up over the last 30 days about a percent – Vintage is up about half a percent, and that the reason that's significant is that everything else is down over the last 30 days. So nice. vintage, I mean, to the point we've made over the last few episodes, it's doing well.
0: Right, I have one other national note, just because the question just came in and it caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Michael S., I'm planning on going for the day on Friday. Should I get there when it opens and stay until 6, or is that too much time? Michael, in one nine-hour day, you are going to scratch the surface, barely,
1: so... It depends on what you're there for. I feel like if it was just me and you weren't there and it was just like it had nothing to do with. Yeah. If I'm just a casual guy, I think I could probably get my fill in a day. But if Um, you were there and like looking at cards and stopping at tables,
0: you will. Yeah. Mike, you could have a great time there for a day. And you're not going to be like, oh, I, I didn't need to be here all day. Yeah, that, I, that is one thought that will not cross your mind.
1: There, and I bet, I mean, just based on how these pavilions are, are lined up, there's going to be a lot of activities, like fun stuff to do. So you'll, it's, you'll yeah, be busy. Ridiculous. All right, let's um, go to
0: release week real quick. Just one, and then um, go
1: back to the news thing that because uh, I have a question on that. The what thing news that I,
0: thing?
1: well, you have a note on uh, grading picture from phone. Is that the thing that I text? I message you. I don't know. You're okay. saying things and I don't remember. <laughs> Let's go to release week and they will Release we'll come week back. is quick.
0: Yeah. 2022 Topps Definitive Baseball. Is it eight cards per box? Yes. Is it like
1: $2,000? It is exactly $2,000.
0: Yeah. That's a tough one. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Love the product. I think unless you just like to light your money on fire, <laughs> you, you just get into breaks or just be selective because you can't rip personals. It's just...
1: When they say like a framed autograph patch collection it's sort of like a gold frame around the card oh it is okay yeah. cool super super nice like
0: i said those are unbelievable cards um it, it's a tough my phone went off and jesse just gave me a look
1: oof that what was tough are you doing is that how um, you scare your child <laughs> just look I, at. I do have one look and it only works
0: um definitive is a great product i just yeah i'm not buying personals of it at that price I mean, that's a lot of money, man. I remember when these things were like a thousand bucks back in the day, cause it's been out probably four or five years. Um, but I do like it. I mean, it's, you're not going to get much better quality products than that. There's a ton of awesome dual and triple autos, which I really like. Great product. Be selective about how you
1: buy in. That's that. Um, I have nothing else to say about it. There, uh, it is interesting how some of these. I don't want to say anything else. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, how card boxes are still maintaining value this is down a little bit like last year's definitive product did 2,500. Um, this is, <laughs> but that's still what doing it's doing right now. Hang on. That's what it's doing right now. Yes. 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 I'm sorry. I don't know. That's
0: not really a fair comparison because so much of that has dried up. It's tough to find. There's not as much supply. Gotcha. Okay. So that, that does weigh. I'd never seen definitive open at the market at 2000 a box.
1: Oh, that this is, I think this is the high. So I don't that's, think, that's kind of my point is like, it's still pretty, box, pretty high. Yep. Football is still hasn't like uh, prism football is still fifteen hundred dollars a box, so that that has but it did dip
0: for a while, it was down to twelve
1: fifty for a bit and then it came back. I up. I don't remember you saying that, but when I was looking at at least on blowout where I was going to get pricing, it hadn't changed on there, at least that that I saw. Um, but Other one football, thing
0: though has strong, has come down
1: for, for sure. Sorry, oh yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I was noticing though, if anybody is still I, I just kind of thought this wouldn't be the case, but maybe you can explain. I enjoy 2022, when I don't know where you're going with it. Great. And I love that. Sometimes it's really good, especially when I have a point. Um, today, I might. 2022 Panini Prism WWE hobby is down to like f- almost 450 400. bucks. So when we ripped ours, remember, it was like,
0: dude, we just got a deal. Well, Panini gave us the box, but yes. I was like, we basically valued it at a thousand, which was as cheap as I could find, but it was 1,200. Yeah.
1: The I think it sing- got up a little more than that at the one point. The
0: singles are way, way down. But mm-hmm. By and large, there's some uh, exceptions. I'm very surprised. And here's what's funny, though. People are calling that a pump and dump. I don't think it was. It was first year Prism of yeah, a, of a thing we had never seen. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I think a lot of guys thought it was going to have the F1 effect. Much smaller. Yes. But a similar like, oh, first year of Prism. Awesome. This is going to be massive. First year of Topps Chrome F1. Massive. Yep. It stuck around for probably three months but, yeah, it is crazy. At that price, I actually think you could probably rip it and grade and do
1: well. Okay. yeah, Cause you cause get that, color, autos. That's what I was thinking. I was trying to look up some pricing, but there wasn't a ton on Put Pro it this way, the only
0: specific single I know, we got that Braun Brecker, Breaker, whatever the rookie card was. Uh-huh. We got it on our YouTube. We ripped it, like, right after release. It was a blue non-auto refractor. It was worth about $150 bucks raw. So we subbed it to SGC, came mm-hmm. back a 9.5, which generally is worth more than raw. Yeah. By the time we got that back, and it was only about 30 days later, I probably took a week to mail it in, get it back. It was, as a 9.5, it was worth like 70 bucks, I think, yeah. or something. <laughs> it was insane. Like just, it, yeah, it, just way, way down. It's funny. Yeah, I did not I, expect that. I, I honestly think if that gets much lower, and again, you're one of these guys who are like, hey, I like to just kind of like play around with wax.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think that's the worst. First year Prism stuff has always done well. I don't think that's the worst thing to have a couple boxes of that in your that's closet. That's just kind of what
1: I thought. Like, just maybe collect a couple things. Don't, don't go too heavy in it. I but, have yeah. five
0: boxes of Prism in my closet
1: from this year's football. Uh, football 2021. You do? Why are you holding on? Are you just inve- like an investment? Or I are got you gonna one do or two
0: some- boxes allocated. I bought a couple else, and I, I just don't have enough time to rip anything. I, oh, okay. I have like a case of select baseball. I've got the Tops Chrome Platinum. I need to go live in the app and just go crazy with personals. We've yeah. just been busy, so. But yeah, I've got the Prism. I've still got my cases of clearly Don Russ football. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I have more wax now than I've had in a long time because it's just been accumulating.
1: Do guys how often do guys actually go on not just our app, just just in general, when guys are breaking a box and just sell the pack alone? Like, hey, one packet. Of do that. Like is auction, the reason why they, yeah, pass. auction it. Is it because like you could hit an auto and then the prices go down after that or something? There's some of that. The other thing is just like you have to be
0: selective on the product. Like, is a pack worth four dollars? Mm-hmm. Well, how am I going to sell it by the pack? Because then I got to charge shipping. Or like on okay. our app, shipping's free, and I got to eat shipping. Yeah. I'm not making any money. So like, what I used to do was with top, I did a lot of on whatnot back in the day with tops, chrome, hobby, baseball, mm-hmm. 24 packs a box. I would auction them by six packs of bo- So you had four rounds of six. Oh, okay. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, four rounds of six pack.
1: Now, would you open them yeah, as open you wash Okay.
0: And if you hit the big hit, it stinks because the other one's going to sell cheaper. Yeah. But I think it all washes because if you don't, by yeah. the time it gets to the last round of six packs, hey, there's got to be an auto here. Yeah, then it goes. I do think that stuff, you know, the numbers usually balance out. But okay. I- I'm going to do that. I don't know if I'll do it by the pack. A lot of that stuff is cheap enough, like Select and Topps Chrome and all that. I'll probably just do it by the box.
1: Okay, cool. So,
0: but then I can move it all, and if people want it sealed, I'll just ship them the box sealed. I don't care.
1: So, before What's we get to thing? pickups, the news thing was the fact that PSA is going to start grading Star cards again. The Star Jordan card, yeah. And specifically, there's a Star Jordan card, and the only reason I am talking about this is because does this mean anything? Because the fact that this card is technically earlier, printed earlier than his other rookie, does this have any effect on that, do you think? So we've talked about this backstory with Chris Hoge from Card Ladder. We are talking about them a lot. I know, that's what I'm saying. Mike, it's not go a heavy... <laughs> back through and just bleep. <laughs> just bleep, every bleep, every bleep out we nine card
0: mentions card. of Card
1: Ladder. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wait for the chat on it. <laughs> um, so the story with Star is, we had to just check.
1: I did check to see who he said on. Just, Don't do yeah, that. that ju-
0: <laughs> the story with Star is they lost licensing. It was like a promotional thing anyways. I think well, in there was an stadiums, issue. they were s- supposed to stop printing. Yes. And yet they had the same material, same printing press, and they would print them a year later. Yeah, But as the 84 car or 85, I think it's 84. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to tell the difference. I mean, it's the same material and the same so I guess here's the thing. So this is,
1: in this specifically I'll say this, it says issues over a small portion of Stars basketball cards being reprinted in the 1990s led PSA to stop grading them right. entirely. With those issues clarified through research and collectors asking for the company to reconsider, PSA will soon be back in the game. That was it So if
0: anybody from PSA is listening, I guess that would be my question. How did you clarify that that's not an issue anymore? Is there a way now you're yeah. distinguishing the ones printed six, seven years later from the original? Mm-hmm. I guess my other question, though, would be as a collector, if you got the same exact material from the same press printed six years later. How do you know? How do you know and why would you care? Ki- I, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to make light of it, but, like, why do I care? It's literally the same thing.
1: I am just curious if that has an effect as far as, like, do guys start saying, no, forget the Fleer. This is the new—this is the No, rookie.
0: not overall, but I do think it is a, it's a possibility that it gains a little momentum, which is not the worst thing in the world. So
1: That'd be cool. I feel like I had this card. I— Again, my memory's shot. All right. Um, I had a grading. Ups. I already just did Joe Namath, but I wanted to oh, know. No. I have pickup. Oh, go have ahead. Pickup I'll do grading site. after. Good. Okay. Um, so I think I mentioned in the last episode that my pickup was. Oh yeah. All the the packs. Crap. I'm actually gonna. Open, I I un I open them, but I haven't actually looked in them to see what's in there. I figured we could just look at them real quick, just see uh, not everything because. Here's here's how they do it. They some of these they sell them in lots by the pound of packs. These are in medium flat rate boxes, by the way. So they just loaded them to the top. You spent two hundred fifty dollars. Correct. Uh, there's some more cards, but yeah. So okay, to top, right. I see bingo. Bingo is this a? I mean, this is a dog. Oh, it's a movie trading cards. Bingo. Okay, is his name? Oh. bingo trading cards. All right, right off the bat, we got bingo. What We've got Hunger Games. So there's more. It's not the all just stuff? from the past. Um, Oh, this is cool! Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I actually, I think that's pretty awesome. Star Trek. You've got to be kidding me! Hello. Okay. Kind of in the money right now. Uh, um, Two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is worth like five thousand. Batman Returns. The Young Indiana Jones. <laughs> there's just. Gotta be, there's some... gotta
0: be a hundred packs in this one box.
1: Oh, at least uh, Roger Rabbit the movie. Terminator Two. Oh, uh, what in the world is – I mean, literally, there are cards for every event. What is this? Desert Shield. These are cards from Desert Shield, like an act, the war? Like, they have cards from a also war? Also a great sitcom, wasn't it? <laughs> a lot of desert humor.
0: Dry, a lot of dry humor in
1: that one. Um, See what I did there? Ro- Ross Perot trading cards. Sure. Uh, who doesn't need those? Is this an actual sport? Upper Deck comic ball cards. Okay. Are you you're not familiar with comic ball cards? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. What a joke. <laughs> trolls. Okay. I here's here's what I'm seeing after opening this. I thought there was gonna be more multiples. There are some of these that are multiples, but there's so many originals that this would be a, a how whole How happy do you think segment. this guy was when <laughs>
0: someone actually bought this? He was the, like, thank
1: He sells, a, I, apparently it sells. It says on there like how many people have bought. He sells a number of these apparently. Well, you
0: go live on the app and rip some of these. Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah, okay. Mad Magazine, Bill and Ted cards from the movie. Uh, whoa, cool art cards? Okay, anyways... This was a bad idea because now I just want to look through all of these. That's and- fine. <gasps> Honestly, at this Dude. point, you haven't added up. A- no. Look at the <laughs> foil stamp. This has got the royal family. This is uh, – what was her name? Queen uh, Di. She was a princess. princess. die, Sure. Princess Di cards? Is this from the event or is this before she passed? What is happening here? <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's just cool. You're doing great. I'm this happy for you. I, this is
0: genuine joy. I like to see it.
1: Maverick the movie. Is this the one with Mel Gibson or like the old Maverick, the TV show?
0: You're- I remember the movie with Mel. Oh, I also remember Maverick Top Gun 2 that I just saw. Phenomenal movie. Jesse's never seen Top Gun 1. I've She's never seen it.
1: <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm going to go. <gasps> Angry Birds. Okay, that's it. I'm going to look at these in my own free time, and I'll share them on the app for anybody who wants to check them out, and we'll open some packs. Good grief. Okay, I have uh,
0: a couple minutes, not even minutes, just like two minutes of grading talk. Uh, so this is for the month of June. Anytime you want to stop crinkling those, will be fine. Uh, June recap of grading. This coming from this comes from Gem Rate uh, on Instagram. Is that Jason? Jim Rate, the guy we met oh. with in. Uh... No, that's Jim Mint. Oh, okay. Well, Jason's a nice guy. Too. <laughs> Jason sounds cool. So June recap: PSA graded eight hundred eighty-seven thousand items, mm-hmm. compared to May, no increase. That is the same. Okay. SGC graded hundred thousand cards in June. It's a five percent increase. Beckett graded 72,000, down 18% from May. Uh, CSG graded 85,000. Interesting. So SGC graded...
1: CSG graded 85,000? Grade SGC
0: graded 28,000 more cards than Beckett. CSG graded 13,000 more cards than Beckett. Um, What's with Beckett? What are they doing? I mean, I think they're finally starting to ramp up now, but... Uh, PSA has graded over 5.1 million items. This is year to date. Okay. SGC is greater over 558,000 items. Beckett 442. Uh, CSG did not have the pop report for the entire year. It is interesting to me though, that both CSG and SGC had a big increase. Beckett declined and PSA still staying strong, staying steady at number one, which is interesting. So, um, that's kind of your grading. Whatever, update. update for the day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still heavy on SGC. I still like the return times. Crazy fast. Our 20 day orders are taking like 15 days right now. So I'm a fan of that. So, anyways, there's that. I already talked about our pickups. Go to the mailbag. Put mailbag time? Yeah, put your picks down, your packs down. Pick pack? Focus. Pick a pack. For seven
1: more minutes and we can get out of here. Then I'm going to look at the cards. I don't care. All right. I'm um, leaving.
0: <laughs> I actually am leaving after this. That's fine. I don't, oh, I have my Thurman Thomas frame jersey. I just got. To go next to my Jim Kelly frame jersey, which I will be hanging here in the office, but not today.
1: Yeah, but do you have a Coors the Beer Collector card pack? If you don't start reading questions, joking yourself, ask you to leave. So, how do you? How do I say this when this person has a question? His name is Chinese characters, and I can't pronounce it. So, I think he knows who he is, though. Okay, so this gentleman. Underrated players to invest uh, in next season. You
0: don't know that he's a gentleman. He might be a woman. We have a lot of female fans. You, you
1: are making a lot of really solid points.
0: Um, Underrated players. I'm going to need you to stop. I'm, I'm trying to
1: just stop. move things out of the way. Uh, it was just- fun. Now I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> You're doing so. You're doing okay. Just pack it all up. That's what I'm doing.
0: Okay. Underrated players to invest in next season. I don't know. That's a pretty wide open statement at this point. I- I'm trying to buy Jalen Hurts. That's my big guy for right now. Jalen Hurts is my number one. Jalen and Tua, I think, are good buys. I like the quarterback play, obviously. Uh, And Jalen Waddle, I think, is a decent buy right now as well. And Justin Jefferson. Those are some of the guys I've been personally trying to buy up. I don't think – I'm not going to call them investments because I've been so wrong the last year. But that's who I'm kind of trying to mess with right now specific to football.
1: Brad Brown, there's a trend of products actually not selling out at Tops website lately unlike previous years. Currently, there are 20 plus products available under the boxes and packs section of their website compared to maybe one or two in the past. Do you guys attribute this to overprinting, less spend as an economy as economy hits hard times, some combination of both, or something else entirely? I'm trying to find this. Where what do you say it's under boxes? uh The oh, he said it was just product. He didn't available under
0: boxes and packs section uh, of the website. I'm sorry. Okay, first of all, one or two in the past is not true. There's always been a number of, of of products that have been available on tops. But yes, right now the economy's slowed and they're printing more than they have in the past but I don't think that's accurate that like in the past, it'd be one or two products. There's plenty of stuff. I mean, there's always been a number of products that just have not sold them on both tops and Panini. Did you
1: actually pull it up to see like, I'm no, curious if to it's find it. what products it, it actually would be. Cause maybe it's something that less guys typically care about.
0: Yeah. I think every year there's stuff like that. So it's like, what's the point? Well, that's fine. I don't, I don't have it handy, I, but
1: yeah. I pulled it up. It's like, there are packs of uh, available right now of 2021 uh, platinum anniversary baseball from a hobby box so i mean i guess that's the most desirable
0: product i mean
1: yeah i I don't i don't see any like bowman chrome on here or anything like that so course not um okay let's go back to uh so jason fisher earlier mentioned the part about how he loves the advice about uh picking a card from a dealer and then asking them the price he goes on to say um how do you think the prices are going to be at the show are they typically higher due to the mystique of the national
0: that is not how you spell mystique that says mystic jason I, it does
1: but i wasn't going
0: to call him no, out for you that. did it well though <laughs> but um ahead. i mean in general people ask more because dealers bake in the fact that they have to set up and the expense of that is baked into their pricing of cards this year i'm curious to see if that is still the case just because so many people are upside down or underwater in their cards for what they paid are people finally getting to the point where, yeah, I know I'd like to get more, but at this point I just need cash back. So I'm really hopeful this year for the first time ever, the prices are going to be reasonable.
1: Uh, I like Michael C. And phone's question, but it is kind of more of what we'll talk about in the next uh, part two of the national. Um, eh, what the heck? Yeah, good. What's mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of cash and cards to have on you as you walk around the show?
0: I mean, it's hard. to like cash, whatever you're comfortable carrying, keep it secure. Like, that's what I would tell you. In cards, the same thing. I keep mine in Zion cases. I have a Zion case that I keep in my backpack. Actually, it's a Zion case backpack. Um, it's in a lockbox. I keep it with me. I try to be very careful with it. You know, I just think common sense. Common sense and be a little bit careful with it, especially getting to and from the
1: show. Mark Rapala just picked up a Davis Mills Contenders Cracked dice Auto. I see a lot of listings for Cracked dice on eBay graded by B- BGS is this because of the subgrades and the potential 9.5? Ultimately, would you grade BGS with subs or PSA?
0: I mean, overall, PSA is still by by and large, number one. People like BGS for autos because they will separately grade the auto. PSA does it as well, which is you have to pay a little bit extra and it's not as well known. I
1: think in general, though, it's just the old sentiment of we like to grade auto cards with BGS. Uh, Dan Binnendum. Will I get my PSA submission from March 2021 back before A, then 2022 National, B, the 2040 National, C, neither? There's no chance you'll see those cards again.
0: I'm going A. I like to be positive. I've said this before. He's getting this back before, in the I next love three love positivity. Weeks.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, it's happening. That's really good for you. John Harden. Happy John. Happy John, if you will. Our main man, uh, what do you think the pricing impact to optic football will be from releasing basically the same week as the national is releasing that week, a good thing or bad thing for wax breaks, singles prices? Traditionally, it has
0: not been great. You get a lot of guys who are, so a, they're setting up at the national. So they're not breaking on their normal, you know, time, normal velocity of breaks. Cause they're out of town. You have a lot of breakers, big breakers, who will go to national, but they're going as a vacation, so they're not taking product with them. So I think it's a good time as a buyer. I think pricing will be lower because of that release time, not to mention we're months after the football season is just being released. I think Optic and Select are both going to be good buys at the time for the customer.
1: The only thing that I would like to throw this in and see if your opinion changes, the fact that at the national, there is going to be the whole case break pavilion powered by whatnot, and they have all these tables and they're basically going to have so many people breaking cases. I would assume there's going to be a lot of that going on and it will be online. Yeah, I would disagree. I mean, every year there's a breaking pavilion. This one is actually smaller than most. This is smaller, you think?
0: Oh, there's usually From last that. year? Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't know what that one thing in the middle is, though. Like, is that a bunch of individual boots in the middle of that red square there?
1: I would suspect there's going to be, yeah, I would Here's suspect Here's the other thing, that. too.
0: There's some big breakers on whatnot, but the majority are just guys who are, like, selling retail boxes and doing, like, small junk. Like, okay. I like a ton of those, a lot of those guys are not breaking hobbies, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, overall, I think it's going to be a little slow. A little bit of a slow release. And the timing. It's not great timing with, you know, months after the season.
1: Uh, Kyle Ellie. Uh, I hate those carts <laughs> my 2 year old pushes them for five minutes. Uh he's in Is it he's referencing, to your picture. There's a picture of me pushing a normal size cart around a supermarket. Uh it just looks small in my hands. Uh let's go to uh Dave Ober How do you say that? Yeah, Dave Obermendz, Umberto, uh, Panini Pani says That's that just a regular word. He <laughs> <Pani> says <laughs> that product delays are due to supply chain issues. At Hang the on, s- first of all, I'm going to interrupt you a few times on this question.
0: Okay, not just Panini, it's Tops, Upper Deck, and Leaf. There are supply chain issues. There's
1: issues getting material. At the same time, we see Panini adding new and often unpopular product lines, such as Flux and Optic Draft. Doesn't Panini need to take some reasonability and at least have a plan to get back on track? What was that word? Responsibility is what I said.
0: Yep. Um, I mean, yes and no. Here's the thing. Often unpopular. I mean, I don't know. Flux, I'm not a big fan of, but it's cheap and people seem to like it. And guys wanted more call. Like, there's a, a... there is somewhat of a need. Again, I'm not a fan of it. of of optic I mean of draft products, college uniform stuff. I mean, I don't know. I have trouble calling up Panini because every company is saying the same thing, and we're in a growing market. Tops again, tops and and lead, everybody's releasing new products every year. I I don't know. Like get back on track. How do you do that? I don't think it's reasonable right now with the shortage. But if you don't like the new stuff, I would just say just don't buy it. Like I don't I don't blame a company when the market's hot for being hey let's Let's make more money and make more product during this hot time. I think that's a reasonable business response, but I don't know.
1: Um, well, and the fact that there's more people in the market than there were before, so you have to attribute that to uh, Shay Antoon and Antunes. Uh, guess what, bud? Your question was your all-time favorite episode of The Office. It is covered in the first ever SCN AMA. That sports cards nonsense. Ask me anything. That YouTube video will yeah, be you out. Way.
0: Ask us anything.
1: Two of us there, <laughs> buddy. We're no IM team. Well, contrary to how that video started, yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> video, I thought you were just narrating it. <laughs> um, that video will actually be out on Wednesday, I believe. So check out the YouTube videos. There you go. Eric Charlesworth. Oh, this is a good one. I have an answer for by the way. Hey, fellas. Hey. Is there a great resource to find the Bowman Chrome colors and multipliers associated? We had that chart from film the guy's name is filmington
0: pH oh yeah filmington on Instagram he posted a chart mm-hmm. based on a bunch of research basically saying hey this is what a blue sells for compared to an orange a gold a red
1: yeah check him up on Instagram filmington pH um yep. Don getters prism basketball will it fly under the radar at all this year? with Prism and Optic football being out there and a perception that this NBA class is weaker, which, uh, for the record, I think is false. I
0: agree, Don. On the court, it is not a weak class. I think the resale value has been a little soft on it. But no, it's Prism basketball. I think it's going to be fine. I don't think it's flying under the radar. I think you still have so many. I mean, Simmons told me the other day. I think Bill told me he bought a couple boxes or a case of it. um, Of of Prism football? Basketball. basketball, He loves loves Prism. Huh. So I'm sure he'll be live on his Instagram ripping it. I'm going to beg him to see if he'll rip someone's car shop live. This, though. <laughs> I don't
1: That's think fine. there's anything. There's no, a problem with groveling. I don't think it's flying under the radar. Okay. Um, let's see. John Bourne, nonsense question. When traveling as a pair, have you had a planes, trains and automobiles moment in a hotel? I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. I think it's like where they're, they end up sleeping in the same bed and the hand is supposedly pressed between two pillows and then the scream of "those aren't pillows," and it was John Candy. John, Can- no. You- the actually, ch- we have had a many uh, plane trains and automobiles moments in the sense that you get irritated with me for doing something. Jesse snores really <laughs> loud, and so when we were at bleaker Trading, we were only we literally had the trade night until what
0: eleven o'clock at night, and our yeah. flight was at like six. We watched TV when we got back to the room. Yeah, didn't so go like, to bed till one. That's the thing. Yeah. I was like, dude, we're gonna be in the room for like four hours. Let's yeah. just share a room, yep. two separate beds. Well, first of all, we walk in. It was two separate mattresses with separate blankets tucked in, but all on
1: the same frame. (laughs) No space between these.
0: Jesse snores like you wouldn't believe. So at about two in the morning, every time Jesse snored, I just whistled as loud as I could. And when he said, hey, you're like, what's going on, man? I said, if I can't sleep, you won't sleep. Which
1: is such a nice friend thing to do, isn't it, folks? I just loved it so, right. so much. I encouraged him to go to bed before I did, but he wouldn't do it, and therefore he reaped the consequences. So
0: not to mention the burping. I don't even want to talk about it. That's, so.
1: not, that's a medical condition. Rich Moy wants to know. Uh, When you're at such a large show, does the temptation to rip expensive wax go up exponentially? For me, it does. If so, how do you prepare yourself to be surrounded by so many dealers with so many unique boxes?
0: I want to find a ton of early 2000s boxes to just rip and go crazy with.
1: I think the treasure hunt aspect, like, because what will happen is... I will go in and I won't have a desire to go spend money on a box of something. And this happened over at Nash Cards when we were there at their new grand opening. Oh yeah, when you bought your present. There was guys opening boxes and they were like, oh, I just got this and that. And that's when like that treasure hunting mentality goes off in my mind and I'm like, I wanna find treasure too. Yep. And then I'll go and buy something that I probably shouldn't. So. My
0: biggest thing is just finding boxes I grew up ripping. Cause then I'm like, this is the
1: find, like just being able to rip them. I know I'm not gonna get my money back, but I just enjoy it. Um, ben Nunyan Not a question, but a request I would love to hear from a grader and have them go through examples of grade flaws and what that would mean for a card grade probably would be a good YouTube episode.
0: I would say this, Dr. I
1: think that's Dr. Ben. Yeah.
0: Um, On Card Shop Live, we have walk-off submissions who does live assessments and stuff and does that very thing. Like, hey, this card looks, looks flawless, but now look at it under the light. Here's a scratch. Here's a corner. Here's some peeling, whatever. He actually does quite a bit of that.
1: Joe Rothk, uh, any general tips for someone attending the national for the first time? Again, I think maybe we just save that, right? I think we should just copy and paste these. I'm going to start a new mailbag. He has a lot in there, yeah, so I actually think it's a good. So, Joe, we're going to get into this
0: next. Maybe we'll just do it. Th- do we have a guest Thursday? We do. We do. We're going to do this over the next week, though, Joe. The whole for people attending, and we will. Act- I'll go back through. I'll keep this one pinned, and we'll go back through and pick these if we need to.
1: Um, Mark, I I would love to answer your question but i think you left out a word on your first point um mark jayostra J- uh pick a position to see growth in he says big men in the and then there's nothing there uh then he says angel
0: defenseman big men in the nba
1: oh okay um mlb pitchers nfl wide receivers slash running backs. that's mine i would
0: love to see wide receivers and running backs get more love although i wouldn't be mad if Shaq, wilt hakeem bill
1: russell got more as well uh, Jordan Nichols with the national coming up. I know the thought is online sales fall off, but wonder if there's any actual statistics to back this up from previous years.
0: I uh, think we need to save this question. I'm saving this mailbag because I'd
1: like to see this as well. Okay. Uh, let's see. Then I won't hit that national one or Richie that national said, one. Yeah, all these ones will save. Uh, let's see, Jeremy. Thank you. Michael Schaefer. Uh, oh, he's the other one. Okay. National, national. Here's one last one that's not a national question. Adam Agata, would you rather have a one-of-one one RPA rookie of a top player or every PSA 10 in existence of a flagship rookie of the same player? This isn't a realistic question, I feel like. Or maybe it is. Give me the one of
0: one Just yeah, the one of one
1: Of course. Okay.
0: By the way, Jeremy had the last question I liked. What shoes are we wearing for this shindig? I'm thinking pure white New Balance for comfort and
1: style. Is he talking about our event on Friday? Or is he just talking about the national in general? Oh, I don't know. I'm wearing my Yeezys. You always wear your Yeezys. They're the most
0: comfortable shoes I own.
1: I I don't know. My wife got me some new shoes that I really like. Those are the ones I'm wearing.
0: All the guys with national questions, we will hit on the next... We'll probably do a segment next show. I think it'd be fun to do it. Because I actually... I, I think a lot of guys do. They make a big plan. There's a lot of preparation that goes into it. So it's worth doing that. So
1: um, We do need to mention... Tickets are still on sale for the event on Friday.
0: The Panini, NF- uh, the Panini NFT Prism Party is Friday night at Harraz Winners uh, you- will get a special one-on-one with us. Yep. So you can get general admission tickets for hundred bucks, VIP or five hundred, Super VIP or ten thousand. There's crazy nice giveaway packages with all of the tickets. And then we're actually adding some stuff into some general admission tickets as
1: well. And so, just the general admission tickets alone have the white sparkle packs that are included in them. So you're already pays. getting value. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of those, even if those. you don't
1: even care. About exactly. Us, so. And then like, if you look at the NFT, which you should.
0: Yeah. So there's going to be the NFT packages included with each. There's going to be a bunch of physical packs and boxes given away while we're there. Chris Costa from uh, card vault is going to be there. I think me and him are going to be ripping quite a bit of stuff and just kind of giving it away. Uh, there'll be some free promotion from Card Shop Live there. There'll be other freebies and swag included. And there will be some athletes there doing some either some meet and greets or some signings or whatever. We just haven't announced it yet. But that will be a big event on Friday night of the national. So that'd be the 29th. Uh
1: also one last thing before we end the show on Thursday's episode. We are going to have uh some of you may already be playing this. It's a Game. It's a NFT collector game. Fantasy? Yeah, NFT game where you can actually, I guess, make money in it at the same time. It's kind of cool. Um, but it's a company called So Rare that does that game and they do it for soccer. However, they are expanding that to MLB. Uh Ryan Spoon, basically the head honcho owner, big CEO, he is coming on the show to talk a little bit about that new uh gaming collecting app coming out soon.
0: Yeah, so a little bit more national talk on Thursday. Might as well We had enough interest today. We'll do. We'll have Ryan on the show. Then next Monday we've got Chris Kelsey from Nash Cards. Next Thursday we've got Ray Schulte, who's kind of one of the guys in charge of running the national and the industry summit, uh, the Beckett Industry Summit. Uh, and then yeah, we're like a week away from national after that. So it's Boom. crazy times. There you go. That is Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. He is the sports boy. We are the sunburn boys. We'll be <laughs> back on Thursday. Goodbye.